Yep, made it. Episode 200. That is 200. And I am joined by a very special guest. Very special. Welcome to the Small Business Big Marketing Show, where successful small business owners share their secrets to take your marketing to the next level. Now, here's your host, Tim Reid. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Australia's number one marketing show. I am your host, Timbo Reid. But you, so much more importantly, are a motivated small business owner ready to crank out some great marketing. And that is exactly how we roll around here. Hey, team, team, very, very big show for you today. And it is going to take, by the way, as long as it needs to. Let me tell you what we are going to cover Number one, insert drum roll, surprise guest with some very special needs. Number two, I am going to have a quick reflection or we are going to have a quick reflection on the first 200 episodes, talking about what makes things popular, uh, why you might be seeing me on your Facebook feed. As I said, dedication to Robin Williams. uh, Got a new sponsor kind of announcement or pre-announcement. Excited about that. Talking about virtual marketing teams and plenty, plenty more. So, I would suggest grab a notepad, a pen, and whatever tickles your fancy and strap right on in. Lukey, Lukey, Lukey. Timbo, how are you, mate? Goodness me. I haven't done that for... Uh, 120 episodes. Yeah, a bit over two years. I think episode 80 was our last episode together, Timbo, and um, it was, it's nice to hear that again. Is it? It is, yeah. Did it bring a... Yeah, tear to a glass eye, yes. I knew it would. Did. I knew it would. <laughs> There'll be some listeners, Lukey, out there who were part of those first 80 episodes who know who you are. But for those who don't, yep. which I'm hoping is kind of the majority... Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like, hopefully the show's growing. Because <laughs> it's been 120 episodes since yeah, I was yeah, on. Correct. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who the hell are you, mate? Well, I, funnily enough, I helped you uh, found us, Small Business Big Marketing, back at show number one. Um, I left at show 80, but I, I'm essentially an online marketer, Timbo, for the listeners who haven't heard me before. Um, uh, e-commerce. Online marketer. Yeah, that sounds smutty, it's a bit, dirty. It's, Wash your it's mouth It's a bit out. too vague. Um, e-commerce is really my specialty. Right. Um, so in the last two years since I left you, Timo, apart from uh, moving down the coast and having a young family. Yeah, correct. Uh, I've Getting been, a full-time job, working for the man. <laughs> working for the man. Uh, I've certainly been immersed in a in a company that does the majority of its sales online. Right. So I've been very fortunate to work in a uh, in a business that is doing what I guess I'm passionate about, which is yeah. e-commerce. Yeah, I love it, mate. Well, it is lovely to have you back in the warm... I was going to say the warm waters, but the warm <laughs> walls of the small business big marketing HQ, it's mate. good to be here, mate. And now, I am very much honoured to be asked uh, to join you on the 200th episode. Well, I, think, I think also on behalf of your listeners, I'd like to congratulate you on uh, on 200 episodes. You've had some very high calibre guests. Oh, here we go. Uh, you've, um, and, and uh, you know, frankly, I'm, I'm chuffed to be, to be on here at number 200 with you, Timbo. Well, mate, <laughs> I went through the list and I got to number 15. It's like, hey, Lukey, <laughs> what are you doing for? Friday, can you help me out? Not true at all. You're my first selection, and it is a pleasure to have you back. Thank you, mate. You haven't grown. <laughs> no, no, just in the wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, we are standing at my stand-up workstation uh, in my home office, and uh, yeah, we could somehow get a photo. Maybe if one of my boys get yeah. home in time, we can get a photo and put it in the show notes because it, it. We look a bit like twins, mate. It's like yeah. Schwarzenegger and Schwarzenegger and Devito. Timbo is six foot three. <laughs> And I'm four. six foot four, sorry. <laughs> and you're five foot four. Hey, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> close, close. Hey, now, Lukey, I thought what would be really interesting, we've got, we've got heaps to cover, like so much to cover, but I thought it'd be really interesting for you to, because you've been you've been the, the bleeding edge, the cutting edge of what's been going on in the online marketing world, to share some of the things that have changed in the two years since you've been on this show. Now, the intention here, listeners, is to give you a, a very quick snapshot of what's been going on. It may well also scare the pants of you. <laughs> off you. That's not the intent, is it, Luke? No, it's not at because all. Because this show's about embracing the change that is small business marketing. It is. I think there's some really exciting opportunities for small business. Um, you know, two, two years ago, Timbo, uh, you know, I think we had Jen Shan on who was talking about Facebook ads. It's something I probably didn't give much love to at that stage. But I think things things have really changed. I was just showing you some figures before, Timbo. 
about how some of the ads that I'm doing on Facebook are performing. And, you know, you, you can you can get sort of 15, 16 cent clicks now with Facebook um, and that, that's just unheard of if you're using Google AdWords. Um, and click-through rates are huge. So They were the old days of, they, of, of pay-per-click advertising, weren't they? They were. So the old days are back. And just just an example. What, what, why are they back? What's, I, what's happened? Well, it's one of the main things that Facebook has done is that the, the, they used to just have their ads on the right-hand side if you're looking at the desktop. So that's one thing. You're getting much better click-through rates, much better visibility now that Facebook ads are actually in people's news feeds. Mm. Two, people are using mobile devices a lot more. What I'm actually seeing with Facebook ads are the, the main source of traffic is actually coming from mobile devices. Yep. Um, now, that, that's, that's interesting. It just means that you are, you're not necessarily going to make a sale directly out of someone seeing your ad, but you can, you can certainly uh, generate a lead from that and you can start communicating with your audience, which is, which is a powerful and, thing. And it was all about Facebook getting those ads into the news feed because if they're not in the news feed, then you're not going to see them on the mobile device because sitting off to the right yeah. was kind of, they were, they were lost and as more and more people consumed their information through smaller screens... Mm. They had to get their kind of the ads into the into the timeline. That's right. So you combine that with the powerful demographic targeting that you can do through Facebook ads. I'll give you an example. Uh, a client of mine. Do um, you love this? Stuff, <laughs> oh, I do. I do. Listeners, you got to laugh. You know, you, Geek out. You, yeah, yeah. Lukey is just uh, he's up and about in the commentary position right now. But the reality is. Um, you know, Lukey loves to get under the hood, I don't do. you? I do. You got the sleeves rolled up. <laughs> you like it. You like a marketing grease monkey, where you're about to just get under the hood. Leave me alone. Just pass me the tools. Just want to give you a quick example. So, one, remember, one of the, remember to breathe. Uh, um, so, I'm um, helping um, at a, a, essentially a venue out with doing some ads. They they want to book out um, weddings into 2015. Yep. So, with Facebook, um, that venue can actually target. Uh, for example, mm. women over the age of 18 who are engaged, uh, who live within a 50-kilometre radius of that yeah, actual venue. Wow. How powerful is that? So that's the kind of power you have with Facebook ads. Combine that with mobile devices and getting that ad into a news feed, and I think it's a really powerful medium, much more powerful than what it ever has been before. So, Look here. Timo. You're a bit nervous. Oh, a little bit. It's been a while since I've done y- your this. Your voice is quivering. Is it? It's worrying me a little bit. <sighs> Breathe. Listen, we're just going to have a little moment here. <laughs> this is what I do before I, I go on stage. Seven really, really deep breaths. Yeah. And apparently what it does, it oxygenates your brain and you can't forget stuff. And it kind of relaxes you too. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think, you know, that big lunch that we had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was pretty good, wasn't it? <laughs> and you know the other thing I do? You can't see this because uh, it's kind of visual, but I do this. Oh, so, listeners, I'm punching myself in kind of the sternum or just above in the chest. I don't know what that does. It's something about gives you this kind of helps your voice out. Tarzan it's, feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Looks weird. I got yeah. busted doing it before we went on stage last week. <laughs> anyway, we nice. digress. Nice. Uh, that's interesting, mate. And um, yeah, so Facebook ads, uh, mobile, well, just responsive websites, mobile advertising. Yeah, I think finally people are realising how pervasive mobile is. You know, everyone's got a mobile phone in their pocket. Um, now, whenever you get a, a website redesigned, people are making sure, or hopefully starting to make oh, sure man. that it's it's mobile friendly, that it's responsive, and that is really important. I'm sort of starting to see some websites now that you know 30% of their traffic is coming from mobile devices, which is significant, mm. Um, mm. and that's not... And that's cap- with a bullet. That's only going to go up. Luke. That's right. That's only going to go up. Grow up. Go, go up. up. Um, and that's not including tablet devices. That's just smartphones. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, you factor in tablet. I mean, that's going to be over half of traffic, surely. Yeah, but, I mean, ta- tablet is still a similar viewing experience to a desktop, so it's, I don't think it's as important yeah, right. to be optimising for tablet. But definitely for smartphones where you've got a smaller viewing area, uh, you know, there's some cool things that you can do with smartphones. You can you can make phone numbers clickable on websites. So when someone clicks on a telephone number, yeah, the, cool. phone, the phone rings it. Yep. Um, so there's some, some cool stuff like that. Give me one more thing that's changed. Just I know one. you. I know you wow. got it, but mate, we've got so much to cover, and people are driving to work, Luke, or they're at the gym, yes. or they're on the train, so they just don't. They haven't got the four hours that we need. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, it's hard to pick conversion rate optimization. I, I guess it's the the new black. Oh, sorry. Look, you know. If, I know it's important. It is important. It's like you know we were talking about earlier building lists. The new black. You know, if you can if you can get ten percent. Of people that are visiting, ten percent more of people who are visiting your website to buy or to sign up uh, to an email list. I think that's pretty significant oh, yeah. to some people. So, 
Um, well, that- so what's your point there? Like, has it become easier, or is it? It's never been. It's always been important. Uh, I think it's certainly become easier. There's there's certainly a lot of tools around mm. now. Optimizely, unbounce, um, and it means that you don't need to get, I guess, a, a code monkey to design mm. multiple versions yeah. of a page. You know, there's drag and drop uh, interfaces that you can do. To that. Look, I'd only recommend it if your website's getting a lot of traffic. Otherwise, it's probably going to be a waste of time or you'll take a long, long time to get a, I get, guess, get a decisive result. Um, one more thing, Timbo. Oh, all right. We were Go talking on. earlier about SEO. There's been a lot of changes in mm. Google's algorithm. Um, you know, there's some people pulling their hair out about this, but I think it's a wonderful thing for small businesses who are in it for the long run. Couldn't agree more. You know, you're always banging on about content marketing, which is absolutely helpful marketing. Helpful, helpful marketing. Helpful marketing. Um, and you know, if for the small business person who wants to go out there and create helpful content for their target audience, Google's only going to reward that. So, Mate, it, it, honestly, but you, you can you could complicate it, couldn't you? I mean, the algorithm is complicated. You and I aren't going to stand here and go, we understand the we we know the full extent of the algorithm, and I understand it gets updated one and a half times a day. <laughs> so, like, like let's put aside the the intricacies of it, as much as you would love to just get under that hood, Lukey. Oh, hey, that would be like just going to a boys-only night, wouldn't it, for you? Just, here we go, boys, algorithm, look out. But the reality is, if Google, Google just, and I said this on a recent episode, you know, be helpful, make the, make the internet interesting, bring more people to it, uh, and have them stay longer as, as a website owner. And Google are going to reward you. Absolutely. You know, it's not, it's actually not brain surgery when you look at it that way. No. Yes, there's stuff you can do with metadata. Yes, there's stuff you can do with backlinking and all the other terms and acronyms we could pull out. But for the small business owner listening to this show, be helpful. Yep. And I think you're one of your last guests, not your last guest, but a couple of of shows ago, um, Ms. Maker. Melissa Maker. Melissa Maker. She's a perfect example of that. Clean my space. Nailing it, just being helpful. Yeah. And as a result, wacky stuff happens, Lukey. Indeed it does, Timo. Oh, me mate, it is wonderful to have you back. Wonderful to be here. So, here's the thing, Lukey. Yes, Timo. This show would not have got to 200 episodes without our old mates at Net Registry. That's the truth. It is. And, um, in fact, I think you brought them on as a sponsor. Just after you left. Yeah, just after you left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I turned the show into being a cash flow positive venture. Uh, and uh, once I got rid of the ball and chain, yeah. that was Luke Moulton. <laughs> Not true. But, uh, yeah, we certainly we spent a fair bit of time looking for a sponsor in yeah. those early days. Yeah. And, uh, and looking for the right sponsor, not, not just a sponsor. The right sponsor being good people. Uh, and a sponsor that was relevant to the, the audience. So, And I'd knocked back a few that were wanting to get in front of small businesses but weren't all about marketing, so in walking net registry. Yellow pages? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Gee, I wanted them, hey? Such great help to the small business owner. I think it's obviously a testament uh, to the quality of the show, Timbo, that uh, 118 episodes later, the, the net registry is still with you. Correct. So, team, they do support the show, net registry. They get your online marketing sorted, domain names, website hosting, website design and development, SEO, search engine optimization, pay-per-click advertising, all that stuff that Lukey loves getting under the hood of, net registry can actually make happen. And... You know, Lukey, small business owners, busy, busy little beings. We are. We don't have time to do everything. And I get the cash flow thing. But if you can afford to outsource something to someone and allow you to focus on the, the business of your business or the business of creating some helpful content, that's a good thing. Let someone else do the rest. And that's what Net Registry are good at. Couldn't agree more, Timbo. Good, mate. So, team, head over to netregistry.com.au and tell them Timbo sent you. Now, me matey, me matey, I don't want to put a downer on this wonderful time where you are back in the small business big marketing studio, but, mate, I was so sad to see the passing of Robin Williams um, this week. Mm, this as well, as I always a very big fan. Yeah, and you know the what, funny, well, I'll use the word funny because he was a funny guy. The funny thing was I mentioned him in last week's episode, which went out on Tuesday this week. Mm. which was the day he passed away, oh, wow. which for me was kind of a bit wacky, a bit woo-woo. Uh, one of I got an email from a guest who previously heard me talk about the fact that, not a guest, from a listener, who I love Professor John Hughes, so Robin Williams' character in Dead Poets Society. Yeah. Man, I mean, influence. I talk about Jamie Oliver influencing me and my personal brand. Professor John Hughes, 
you know that moment where he rips the books up, he gets up on the table amongst the boys and he just says something like, you know, you got to look at the world differently. Look at the world from up here. Rip up the books, throw away what you know and look at the world differently. And uh, so sad to see Robin Williams pass, but for me, what it reminded me of, and I, I want to do this in an elegant way without kind of going, oh, there's a marketing lesson there, but there's not enough characters in business. That's, you know, that's what I reckon... He was a character. He stood out. He said, I'm different. And he was himself. And I reflect on times back when I worked in corporate. There were guys like, I worked with this copywriter guy, Hank Dawson. Now, the late Hank Dawson. Just a crazy, crazy copywriter. Mm. Was was always himself. Funny guy. Didn't care what others thought. Uh, and I just, yeah, Richard Branson's like that. Yeah. Yeah, John McEnroe. If you Johnny look, McEnroe. Look at sport. The kid. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think you're right. And, and people want... People want that. They mm-hmm. want something different. I mean, you, uh, yeah. And Robin Williams did it fantastically, and it is very, very sad. Uh, oh, mate. Past. So I think, you know, we can all take some something from Robin Williams' life in business, and that is the fact that he was willing to be himself, that he stood for something. He was a funny guy. He made, put a smile on people's dials, and I think there's a point of difference in business owners choosing to do that. I'm not sure I've got my point across as much as I kind of feel but i was jesus can i say and this sounds weird um sitting on the plane coming back from adelaide on tuesday i had a tear in my eye mm. uh because i just got the news uh coming through on a facebook feed and uh, we were about to take off have a, it was nearly about to turn my phone off and the host he came up she asked if i was all right i said oh yeah i am it's just i'm quite sad about robin williams passing mm. so she said yeah who isn't so um Mate, not enough characters in the world. Was there a character in your world that kind of um, you mentioned McEnroe? Anyone kind of? Uh... <laughs> look, I, I was always a big fan of Robin Williams. Um, so, look in terms of in terms of comedians, comedians. No, um, not necessarily. Just people out there in business, particularly in business. Like I tell you what, Tom Dixon from Willard Blend, who we'll touch on again at some point during this episode. Mm. Previous guest to this show, he was a character. He was, he's a crazy guy. Yeah, you know, he has a blend company. A blend. He makes blenders. He's an engineer, and he's off creating this most viral videos in one of the most viral videos in the world with yeah. the Willow Blend series. Got to have more characters. We've got to have more fun in business. Yeah, bloody serious out there, Luke. <laughs> it is. It is. I, look, I, I can probably. Um, some people on Australian TV, which which I really enjoy watching, Charlie Pickering, who I actually went to school with, I think, uh, on the project. Um, I really like his style. He's a com- he was a, he studied law and ended up uh, becoming a comedian, uh, and now he's hosting a, a, a really high rating show on uh, on one of the networks here in Australia. And I, I really like his style. Yeah. And I like the way he takes it to some of the people that um, that come on the show. So stick your head above the trench is the lesson. Is the lesson there, Lukey? Indeed. And don't be scared to be noticed. Hey, uh, listeners, if you are suffering from depression, anxiety, whatever those terrible men- mental illnesses may be, Lifeline on one three one 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 four. You can call or you can visit Beyond Blue at beyondblue.org.au. R.I.P. Robin Williams. Righto, Lucas. Reflections on the first 200 episodes. I don't want this to be navel-gazing at all. At yeah. all. Yeah. But there's always learnings to... You know, one of the things, a really interesting thing I uh, kind of just have been getting into recently is like I look back and I've got a whole lot of content sitting there in 200 episodes of podcast, lots of blog posts, just so much content. Going back and resharing that via Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Google+. Um, I've been doing that because Good. you don't, yeah, you don't want it sitting there. And there's a whole no. lot of people who haven't seen it. You and know. a lot of it's evergreen. Evergreen, absolutely. So been doing that, but uh, it's also kind of occurred to me that wow, you know, this is just reminding me of some of the amazing stuff that has been shared by guests on yeah, the show. Well, I mean, you, you're averaging what an hour a show these mm, days? 40, 40 minutes to forty to sixty. Yeah, as long as it needs to be, not a second more. <laughs> There's at least 150 hours worth of content. I know. Yeah. Isn't take, that unbelievable? Take out your ramblings, about 100 hours. Ah, oh, excuse me. Yeah. Excuse me. You had a few. Yeah, I did. Goodness me, you had a few. Remember we used to get a... I used to get a caning from the, the odd listener who said I was a bit harsh on you. <laughs> hey? Do you remember that? I don't. Yeah, I you do. wouldn't forget it. I do. Yeah. Goodness me. Lovely listeners that you have. Oh, they were lovely to you. <laughs> Very protective of little Lukey. Hey? Yes. Wow. Anyway. But... Uh, Mate, uh, it's been an interesting ride and wonderful guests. Is any particular anything stood out for you? 
Not that I imagine you have listened to all 200 episodes. Have you, Luke, have you listened to all 200 episodes? I did, I'll be honest, I haven't. But I, well, why? I, Out of interest? What's the uh, main problem there? Um, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, Hashtag awkward moment. <laughs> I, have, I have been listening recently, as you can tell by uh, referring yeah. to um, Ms. Maker. Yes. Uh, so, look, I do. I, I, weird I, how you call a Miss Maker. Do I you remember. Just, I can't remember. remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Melissa, <laughs> Melissa, Melissa Maker. Yep. Um, yeah. Look, I, I, I'd say I, I tune in um, probably every fourth episode and have a listen. Mm-hmm. Um, look, mate, you know, you've done a fantastic job. I think the the quality is only come on, not continuing to improve. Not navel gazing. I think like. the, the most the most fun that we had was with Anne Marie. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Anne Marie owns a um, adult. Book, uh, not an adult bookshop. An adult shop. Adult shop yeah. uh, in Adelaide. Adelaide. Adora Life. Adora Life. You remember it well. Uh, well, been... how could I forget that yeah. one, mate? We were like little <laughs> little kids, little, we were putty in Anne Marine's hands. So that was a lot of fun. I can't remember. It might have been about episode 60 or so. Well, we did that live at an event. We giggled often, mm-hmm. which are fantastic. There was some marketing learnings there. Uh, but that was a good episode. I, I do reflect on that one as being a, a memorable one for yeah, for fun reasons. Yeah. Uh, I looked back, you know, the one that kind of, you left at episode 80, and in episode 81 I interviewed, I was nervous about episode 81, it was the first time I was literally sitting in front of a microphone by myself, so Mm. it was kind of like, for me, that was like, whoa, hang on, don't know if I can do this, felt I wanted to do it, like I needed to continue it, but, so I got a guy, my son Jack, he said, he was reading the newspaper, he said, Dad, you know you can go down to the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean and check out the Titanic? Ah, that's right. And I've yeah. gone, no, Jack, I don't, but I need to interview the guy who can make that happen. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, Google search, very quick Google search, put me in touch with this guy, Steve Sim, at a company called Bluefish in LA. Yeah. Now, Steve is known the submarine that goes down the bottom, but he is the company that books the submarine to go down mm. to the bottom of the Atlantic to visit the Titanic. So long story short, uh, I did get Steve uh, on the phone and we did have an interview and he was absolute gold. He's He's sort of like this concierge for the stars almost. Anything you wanted. Anything you wanted. The the, the learning out of that episode was don't be afraid to ask for anything and you'll be surprised what you may get. So basically he had, I mean, he could get you down to look at the Titanic. He just... Uh, organised uh, that week for some rich guy to do the tango with Angelina Jolly <laughs> at a Victoria's Secrets parade. Oh. <laughs> it's like, yeah, thanks, I'll have one of those. Worth every penny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, correct. <laughs> but um, that was, and he was, I mean, he was just, yes, he was in LA, yes, he was connected. But, but anyway, well, that was a really interesting interview. That was episode 81. Team, if you wanted to go back and have a listen to that. Um, other ones? Were you going to ask me about other ones, Luke? Or are you well, just going to stare? Are, at, you're going to just stare at me lovingly, like you know? <laughs> Goodness me! What other ones, Timbo? I'm glad you asked. Thank you. <laughs> okay, I thought it was the guest. I'm just going to say on. that. Here we go. Like, <laughs> listeners, we're planning this episode, and I've got all my notes here, and it's like, so what do you reckon about this? Luke goes, "Oh no, no, no! I'm just the guest." Honestly, <laughs> that is that is a public servant mentality that I don't like. Uh. But and I then, I, then I ask for my writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Writer or writer? You writer. Need, you need writer. Both. You need a writer. Add a writer. And elocution lessons. What please. would be on your writer? Like just just being completely honest. You go, okay. I am a bit high maintenance. What do you really want? I'll give you an example. Yeah. I'll let you think because it's a question. Like I just sprung it on you. Yeah. But now that I'm doing a lot of speaking, actually, and I hate saying this, but I, I say to people because they do ask. You know, is there anything particular you want? I say, look. I actually just want room temperature water on the stage with me. And that sounds weird, but the reality is two things. If you get a big ice jug of water, A, it's weird pouring and it goes everywhere when you're on stage and you're trying to talk and you're doing that. And and cold water, chilled water, shrinks the larynx. Oh. Affects so your you voice. sound like you've been sucking yeah, on yeah, helium. So you start, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. That's on my right. Writer. Uh, look, I'm, I'm happy with the writer you've provided with me today, Timbo. What do you a, got? It's a stubby of Little Creatures Parlour, well, one of Australia's finest. One of Australia's finest. That's, we're just sharing it, just half each. <laughs> <laughs> I'll use the straw. Yeah. Is, I mean, usually I wouldn't drink a beer at 7am, but... Um, yeah, correct. <laughs> no, it's not, uh, it's four, so four, that's yeah. interesting. That is interesting. Your, your writer's pretty, oh, you're pretty easy. Simple. Simple needs. I reckon if you kind of did something on a permanent basis that re- allowed you to have a writer, it would become... You'd become a lot higher maintenance. <laughs> I do. I do. Really? Now, how do we get onto that? I don't know. Because, oh, I know. because I was asking you, what other 
Yeah, yeah. So, guess um, have you had, Timbo? What are the learnings? Uh, interesting. Oh, mate, where do I... <sighs> learnings. Wow, learnings. Okay, start with guests. What are they? What are the guests? Well, it's interesting because I am doing uh, a couple of um, workshops on Saturday and f- coming Monday that required me to go back past through old episodes. Uh, not not looking for best episodes, but just looking for some particular learnings. I'm doing a workshop for one company that's spending a lot of money getting the phone to ring, but and once they get the phone to ring, if they get that inquiry into the store, they've got a ninety percent chance of a sale. Wow! But they're finding it hard to get people into the store. Right? So I've gone back through some old episodes looking for some gold, and I was just reflecting on pe- people. Not not the best episodes that I've come across, but I was listening to. Uh, Tom O'Toole from Beechworth Bakery, yep. which actually was that was a pretty good episode. That was a very memorable um, episode. Another one that I listened to yesterday was Jim's Mowing, Jim Penman from Jim's Mowing, mm-hmm. who uh, just had some wonderful – he said something like 98% of the marketing, quote, unquote, 98% of his marketing starts the minute the phone rings. So you would have thought, oh, geez, I would have thought a lot of your marketing would be to get the phone ring. But no, that was 2%. And then he talks about offering a really good customer service experience Um once that phone has rung and how he goes about doing that with systems and processes and being, you know, the less times the phone rings uh, in terms of number of rings, yep. the more likely you are of getting a sale, the quicker you call someone back, the quicker you're going to get more chances you have of getting a sale, all those little things. Mm. Um, I think one of the things that constantly amazes me is what people share. And I've got a lot of members inside the Small Business Big Marketing Forum who are starting podcasts now. And the, one of the greatest fears is that they're not going to be able to, A, find people to interview, or B, those people aren't going to share. And I just think, move on, get over it. I think people love sharing. If, if someone's invited on as, as an expert, which invariably they are, then they're happy to share uh, yeah. and, and share their expertise. And I think people love, many, most people love sharing their expertise. Yeah, I agree. And the idea of being interviewed, it's kind of an honour. People mm. love the idea of being asked to be interviewed. So um, one other oh, – oh, you get me going on past episodes. Um, first Kiss was amazing, that girl who created the most viral video in the world, Melissa. You know her name is Melissa Coker? And then one of my favourite episodes was Melissa Maker mm-hmm. from Clean My Space, more recent episode. But the first Kiss story was amazing. Never intended to create something so viral, yet, yep. you know, 80 million views later and counting yeah. it is. Um, and, and the last one I'll share is Tommy Nicolosi from a little cafe, a little sandwich shop in the Philadelphia train station <laughs> wow. who got awarded sam- best sandwich of the year in America. Wow. And uh, by that, there's a show on Foxtel called Food Nation. Yep. And I interviewed old Tommy, Italian bloke, sounded like he was out of the mafia. Uh, him and his son work there and it was all about quality. It was all about adherence to the best, best quality product and the best service. And all he sold was a pork, it was a pork sandwich. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I, that's that's really important. I think a, a lot of people, particularly in hospitality, forget about the quality of the ingredients. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you Do you know, mean just physical ingredients or just quality of any I, certain I, look, ingredients I, into service? I think, it, I think it, goes, it obviously goes into everything. Um, you know, the quality of how... Of how you do everything in your business, uh, I think is really important. Sometimes I ran a, work, ran a workshop a few weeks ago about one percenters for a cl- for a client, and it was like the idea of just going those that we do ninety nine percent of the business is just what we do. You know, we take the order, we fulfil the order, we answer the phone, we answer questions, we do all that. But those little one percenters that are the game changers mm. uh, are massive, and. Um, had so many examples. I could do. We might do a future episode on one percenters because there's so many great mm. examples, and they don't have to cost money. When you you were saying about Jim's money before, I've, I've been dealing with a real estate agent recently, and he has been absolutely amazing. Like to, instant callbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, calling you on a and and not not um, unwanted calling on a Sunday after hours. Highly attentive. Yep. Um, will. Spend plenty of time, almost too much time with you, and he's been absolutely amazing. And subsequently, the the real estate agent chain that he works for, is, he's been given, you know, this customer service award. I think a couple, a couple of years ago, little one percenters, <clears throat> little one percenters. Yep. It's all it takes. You know, um, the idea of just going above and beyond. Uh, there's a great example of a steakhouse in the states where a guy was hopping on a plane in one state of America. To put a tweet to his favourite steakhouse would kill for a 
I fill it with hollandaise sauce or whatever the special dish that he loved was. Just jokingly, he landed at the airport where he was flying to, where the steakhouse was. They met him at the <laughs> arrivals gate with a steak. Wow, there you go. And then that, then that gets all this social media exposure and you know what I call that, Lukey? You ready? Word of mouse. <laughs> hey, do you like nice. that? Nice. Is that your own? Hey, is I'll that take that. Thank you. It's nice. Word of mouse. Word of mouse. Very good. That is it, mate. Um... <laughs> So, been a good 200. We're not going to reflect too much more. Uh, listeners, go to the show notes for episode 200. Tell us, tell me what your favourite episode was, what you've learned. I keep saying it. There will be a book. Like, there will be a book <laughs> that pulls out all the learnings. And very kindly, some of my forum members have already started a Google document that they've shared their learnings from the show. So, we are building it up. But... Uh, yeah, it's been a busy year. Um, but the other thing, like podcasting has changed my business life. So mm. it, it has, you know, when, when we started all those years ago, we didn't really, why were we starting? I don't know. Why, why did you say yes to doing a podcast with me? Um, I thought it was an interesting idea. I think, you know, podcast was still pretty fresh at the time. Mm. Um, I thought it'd be an interesting way to actually get out there and talk to people about marketing, really. And, and that's... That's what it's been. Certainly in the, the early days, that there was a lot of learnings, I think, for the both of us in the people that we talked oh, to. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it continues to be an education because, you know, that's I think that's what you continue to find fascinating a, a, about it is, you know, you, you were saying before, coming across people that are doing these really novel forms of, of marketing that, you know, the average punter might not have thought of or we might not have even thought of before. No. Uh, and and they're not necessarily the, the Richard Bransons, you know. The, the, not at all. The little people in, in small business that are just doing highly effective um, targeted marketing, marketing, and that's that's what I loved about it. It was amazing, wasn't it? Because we got the opportunity to. And older listeners will know this story, but we had the opportunity to use uh, one of the radio stations in Melbourne, one of the biggest radio stations in Melbourne, their studio after hours, because mm. a mate of mine was a producer there, and he said, "Yeah, by all means, come in and use it," uh, which we were very lucky to do. Doesn't mean you have to have a studio to start a, ra- a podcast by any stretch of the imagination, but I think for the first, I don't know, was it 40, 50, 60 episodes, we were able to invite people into this amazing radio studio, have a bloke behind the desk running the controls, and we're sitting up there like, you know, two seasoned radio pros. <laughs> Truth? We had no idea what we were doing. No, but but that was that ended up being quite a, a good hook to get some people Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Uh, to, to be interviewed. It really did. Uh, it kind of was a bit limiting too uh, because we felt as though we had to invite people into the studio. Or mm. We kind of liked inviting people into the studio, but I don't think it was until we did a kettlebells. We interviewed the guys who brought kettle uh, invented kettlebells. They invent kettlebells? No, they or? didn't invent them. They, they started, uh, I think... They made them famous. Yeah, they helped make them, make them famous. I think Tim Ferriss certainly made them famous in... Yeah, in, did. Um, for our work week. For or for our, our body. body. But anyway, we interviewed the guys who brought them to Australia and we ended up calling one of their mates who used kettlebells and he was in LA. So that was the first time we'd kind of used the radio studio to actually call out. Mm. The guy didn't answer from me, which kind of <laughs> failed, right. failed dismally anyway. But there was something about, I think back then, looking at it, there was something special about actually having some face-to-face contact with our guests. Yeah, Whereas definitely. I don't have that now. I do it everything over Skype. But, uh, yeah, can't you get through that. You kind of establish rapport in other ways. But having that face-to-face. And it allowed me to get really cross with you, Luke, during interviews where <laughs> you would ask a question that I just didn't want to go to or uh, wasn't ready for. And vice versa. Never. <clears throat> Never. Well, mate, uh, that's the, that's a bit of a wrap on the 200. And uh, I, we've got so much more to cover. Let's move right on. Now, Lucas. Timbo. How are you going? Just want to check in on you. Yeah, I'm good. You okay? Settle down. I'm, yeah, you know, sucked easy, in a bit of air. Easing into it. Good mate. Yeah. By the end of it, you'll kind of I'll go. Be, oh, this is okay. I could go another episode, actually. Yeah. Don't get too, <laughs> don't get too cocky. Hey, don't attach yourself too much to the brand. Hey, uh, Lukey, you brought to my attention a very, very good book, Contagious. I think one of the the best marketing books I've read of recent times. Um, yeah, that's not a big rap. How many marketing books have you read of recent times? <laughs> Not many. <laughs> there you go. Right. So yeah. the three that you've read in the last year, this is number one. Yeah. No, you, you said it was one of the best books you've ever read. It is, yeah. Um, look, I think there's a, there's a lot of uh, great, I guess, case studies, anecdotes, case studies um, about virality. Virality. Uh, what makes things popular is kind yeah. of the premise of the book, huh? It is. Um, 
And it's, it, it certainly plays off the exclusivity concept. Um, and one of the stories which I, which I related to you, Timbo, is about the, the cheesesteak. <laughs> the $100 cheesesteak. Better be the old Timbo, the 130-kilogram Timbo. <laughs> What 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 about that story? I'm trying to remember now. Right. But, um, it, it, essentially, there's a there's a uh, a restaurant in the states, um, and they have a hundred dollar cheesesteak. And you know, people would have thought, well, most people would think, who who the yeah. hell would pay a hundred dollars for cheesesteak? Yeah. But it's become very famous, uh, and now people go there obviously for special occasions yeah. and order a hundred dollar cheesesteak. Uh, yeah, and that the question is why? Well, why and how do they get to that point? And I was in Queenstown, New Zealand last week, and. <laughs> Oh, goodness me. This shop, this shop is a burger shop. I'll tell you the name of the burger shop very shortly. It has lines going around the corner, right? I'm talking, it's not unusual for it to have a line of 100 metres. Wow. They sell burgers and they sell chips. Ferg Burgers is the name of it. <laughs> Ferg with a G. G. Okay. Yeah. Ferg Burgers. Um, mate, uh, so I, you know, lined up. In fact, I had people, when I said I was going to Queenstown, people go, there is a burger shop there that you must go to. So how's that? Imagine getting to the point that your business, where people just do that. So mm. I, the person who, the two people who told me couldn't remember the name, but when I get there, I'm being driven from the airport to the hotel. The guy driving me there goes, "Oh yeah, and here's Queenstown Main Street, and there's the lake, and that's there's the Remarkables, there's the mountains over there. Oh yeah, and there's the burger shop you got to go to." Like. It's part of the landscape, and it comes back to word of mouth, which we were talking about before. So, yeah, exactly. Mm. And but word of mouth doesn't happen like you got to do something extraordinary to get word of mouth. So I go and line up for a Ferg burger, right? And I'm pretty excited, and I'm in the line, and they come out to the line, the staff, they give you the menus, they take a beer order, like say you want to have a beer or you know wine or a, a mulled wine or something while you're waiting. So it's a bit of a party in the line. It's five degrees outside, <laughs> and yet you're still lining up. You're in pain, right, yeah. lining up for this burger that you've not had. Or wow. well, many people on the line may have had. They may be repeat purchases. So the shop's nothing fancy. It just looks like a, a burger shop. It's nice enough, but it's nothing fancy. Behind the counter, there must be 20 staff, like wow. one smashing through the lettuce, one smash individual tasks, right? Yeah. I get there. There's, it's, it, there's nothing special, right? Then I have the burger, it's a big burger. It's a nice burger. It was $16 for the kind of standard Ferg burger, and there's other varieties. You know what? It was okay. <laughs> oh, it was just okay. It was just okay. It wasn't, it was a really, it was a really good burger, but yeah. it wasn't. My expectation was like, listeners, I'm pointing to the roof mm, and almost it, touching it. Yeah, almost touching it. <laughs> and it was, it was an okay burger. So it goes, well, how do they do that? And it's, it is. You know, I, you know what I got to? And I don't know what uh, the book Contagious says, but my theory on why Ferg Burger and maybe your Philadelphia steak joint mm-hmm. is any good, people want to be part of a community. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Did they say that in the book? There is. There's certainly an element of that. One of the other stories is about it's about this bar that you, <clears throat> to get into this bar, you actually have to enter via... Um, a, a an old phone booth at the back of this oh, takeaway cool. joint. It's like yeah. a secret, yeah. and it's invite only. Yeah. So curiosity um, that the exclusive exclusivity exclusivity. Yeah. Uh, and and once again, word of mouth. You know, oh, have you been to this place? Yep. You enter via the the telephone. But can I just that word of mouth thing keeps haunting me because people say word of mouth is my be- the best marketing they do, but word of mouth is just the result of a phone booth entry to a secret space. So. You know what I mean? It's the it's the phone booth that's actually the big idea. Yeah, it's the phone booth leading into this exclusive bar that is worthy of being talked about. Yeah, it's something di- of- different, which people will uh, yeah. once they've been there, they would say, you know, it's really cool. It's different. You enter via a phone booth. Yeah, and it's word of mouth actually, because what people will be doing is taking photos of that phone booth, yep. putting it on Facebook, Twitter, and sharing it that way. So, is that kind of uh- yeah, definitely these days? Yeah, for sure. Mate, uh, belonging is a big one on that steak joint and Ferg Burgers. The other one I was reflecting on regarding the book Contagious was the first kiss video, right? And that's not about belonging. I think another reason people love to share stuff or things become popular more to the point is because they touch a raw emotion. And first kiss was absolutely primitive. It was 
people coming together who didn't know each other and kissing for the first time. Mm. Let's do it, Luke. And just <laughs> didn't sign up for that, Tim. Right? Mark. Okay. Didn't sign up for that. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like I, I looked at that and gone. The f- I can still remember the first time I watched it. Now I'm a sucker, but there's 80 million suckers out there who have viewed it. So I go. That just touched me. I remember my first kiss. I look at those people. I can remember the nervousness they had. You know, and so it kind of touched a raw nerve. So again, if you want to make things pop, something popular, create a tribe or community. Give 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 people somewhere to belong to, and that's mm-hmm. what Ferg Burgers were doing. Uh, maybe you touch a raw nerve like First Kiss did. Then I'm wondering, and maybe you've got some other ones, Lukey, but I'll just keep rattling on till you find me. <laughs> you tell me to shut up, as per usual. But like, um, and it's another viral video, so it's not a great example. But will it blend? Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, where Ted uh, goes and, and bleeds. Is it Ted? Tom. Tom goes and blends everything in his blenders because he believes in them so much. What was that about? That, why is that popular? Because it was just so crazy. Yeah. Oh, that's, I mean, that, that's... And, that, and that's in Contagious as well, it's, um, that, that story. It's interesting. I mean, it, it also comes back to, once again, if it's, if it's video... It comes back to good content. I found this one recently. Unfortunately, I can't remember the name of the author, but they've essentially put together these four four to eight-minute snippets around really interesting geography lessons. And, like, I'm not a – I'm geographically yeah, I, naive. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's just this five-minute video on – how the the Canadian American border was created and, and why it's some people think it's a straight line but it's a wonky line. It's got like three million views. So this is okay. Here's the other example. Um, oh, who are the guys? The two guys from Canada who do the um, come on documentary on SBS every week. Um, do experiments. <laughs> they do oh, uh, MythBusters. Oh, MythBusters. Yeah. So that's an example where they've just taken the the kind of uh, the mundane. Yeah, and just disproved I mean, myths. They're, they're actually they're kind of actually getting their audience to create the content for them. People write in with a myth and yeah, say yeah. prove it or disprove it. Yeah, uh, and there are a bunch of um, special effects guys that that go and recreate mm. the mm. scenario. Um, and they're actually now I think they're doing a um, they're doing a live show and they're coming to Australia. They are. Sometime. They're in Australia. I heard them on radio this morning. The um, <laughs> I couldn't remember their names. Going beautifully. Um, <laughs> But this is a, it's a good point too that sometimes you think I, I hear a lot of small businesses go oh my category or my industry is not that Boring, exciting yeah. like you can find an exciting angle to anything yeah. I mean MythBusters you go well you could argue that myths aren't that interesting like going and busting myths that's not interesting well they've made oh, it really I, interesting yeah, it's because they blow stuff up Timbo yeah they do that's correct fun correct <laughs> now Lukey Contagious is written by. Jonah Berger. You're kidding, eh? <laughs> there you Ferg, go. Ferg Berger. <laughs> uh, and it is, I haven't read it, but I did read the review of it, and it does sound like one worth reading. It's a cracker. Uh, yeah, it is a cracker. There's also an audio book. So if you like me, yeah, uh, I love your audio I prefer books. the audio books, go and get one. Yeah. Well, listen to your podcast first and then get an audio book. Yes. Right, team, that is contagious. Go and have a read. All right, Lucas. Now, my friend, uh, again, this show cannot happen without our second lovely sponsor in Swiftly. Now, Swiftly, uh, an amazing little micro-tasking site. I think that might be another sponsor I've got, yeah. Well, well there you go. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, small design fixes done fast, $19, US dollars. Yeah, great service. How good is that? Yeah. What would you get done, Luke, if you needed to say a little small design tweak? Oh, look, if I wasn't any good on Photoshop or Illustrator, uh, you know, I might get something... Oh, here's a really good example. Mm-hmm. Facebook ads. There's about there's about four, at least four different um, photo sizes for yes. your Facebook ads. You know, I'd just upload a photo that's high resolution, tell them the dimensions that you need for Facebook and Correct. get that done. And you'd just offload that and you'll usually you have it back within an hour or two, Timbo. Oh, no, no, no. Never more than an hour, Luke. Never more than an hour. There you go. N- often minutes. Uh, that's exactly. I use Swiftly every week for the. Uh, so I have a guest on the show. Uh, I get the, the guest's logo. I upload both those to Swiftly. The photo of the guest, the logos, the business logo. Upload to Swiftly, and then there's four different versions I need of that. I need the logo embedded on the photo, and I need four different sizes of that for SoundCloud, for Facebook, for the show note, and two different versions for the show notes. And that's 19 US dollars in less than an hour. Um, if I was going to take a photo of you today yep. and wanting to share it, yep. I don't know whether I want people seeing you in that grey top, in that, in that grey <laughs> jumper, because it's a little bit 2012. Yeah. yeah. So I'd go, yeah. oh... 
I'd, I'd change it to an, I think like I might a, have been wearing this at so dainty actually <laughs> you know what I reckon you were yeah. Yeah, you're stirring me up now but I'd change it to a turquoise yeah <laughs> or maybe and do, a- do, get some airbrushing done while we're there <laughs> get rid of the crow's feet I don't think they do chins <laughs> Not that many. Not that many. So, mate, uh, but anyway, small you listeners, upload anything you need, tweaking from a design point of view, and for nine US dollars and in less than an hour, they will fix it. So, check out Swiftly, that's S-W-I-F-T-L-Y dot com. Now, Timbo, at the start, uh, at the start, you actually mentioned that you might have another sponsor coming on board. Is that, is that right? Lucas, uh, exciting news. Still a bit hush hush. Uh, I will formally announce the, the new sponsor next week. Okay. Uh, they replace Swiftly. Mm-hmm. They are part of the Swift. Swiftly is a part of their family, but it's a global brand. It's a brand that's been helping small businesses for years now. Uh, I'm unbelievably excited to have them on board mm. because it is an absolutely beautiful fit for the listeners. Uh, many listeners will know of them, mm. might not have used them. Others will hear about them for the first time next week and go, OMG, where have they been <laughs> mm. all my business life? Yeah. I, funnily enough, I actually worked for one of the other, I guess, um, sister businesses. To the, oh, to you the did? I did. You did? Worked in the same building with that mob. We will give it away to a point without saying the brand name this week, Lukey, because mm-hmm. we'll formally announce it next week. Suffice to say, imagine if you needed something designed and designers from all around the world responded to your design brief with finished concepts. Mm. Now, that right there, Lukey, is marketing G-O-L-D, <laughs> in my book anyway. It is, yeah, design competitions, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, it's a brilliant service, uh, and I think it will be very useful for mm. many small businesses. I'm pretty excited about that. We will uh, will announce it. Uh, I will announce it next week. Suffice to say that you have reasons to be excited and exclusive listener offers if you use their service through small business big marketing that you can't get anywhere else. So, awesome. hundred bucks of value each time if you use it through small business big marketing. So, look out for that. Lukey, I get a lot of emails of recent months saying, Timbo, I keep seeing you in my Facebook feed. Timbo, you keep appearing on random websites. Now, uh, what am I doing, Luke? You're doing what's called remarketing, Timbo. Mm. Let me geek out again. Oh, you love this. Go on, go for gold because every small business owner needs to know about this. Okay, so remarketing is essentially uh, with both Facebook and with Google AdWords. Uh, There are some other platforms as well. But you can put a little piece of code on your website that when someone comes and visits your website and then they go and look at, um, I think one of the examples that uh, a friend of ours, Mike Rhodes, has used, mm-hmm. they might even go to Oprah Winfrey's website. Yeah, yeah. Now, Oprah Winfrey has advertising space that is served up by Google. Now, because um, the person who's been to Small Business Big Marketing goes to Oprah, um, Google AdWords sees that they have this little bit of this little cookie or this little bit of code um, that's been dropped in their browser and they present your ad to them. So it's a great way of being able to get, either get people back to your site. It's a great way for um, to remind people about your brand and uh, to engage them more. There's some really, really clever ways how you can use this. For example, if you have an e-commerce, um, I guess, online shop, online store, um, you can ha- you can put in a little bit of code into your shopping cart. Now, if someone actually puts something into into the shopping cart, but they don't go on and purchase. Geek alert! Geek alert! <laughs> <laughs> You can send them, as essentially message them with cart abandoned ads and you might even offer them a discount in those ads on other websites to get them to come back in and purchase. Right. So there's pretty cool stuff that you can do. Now, there is cool stuff and it is pretty amazing. So you, you talk that remarketing in regards to uh, Google ads, Yep. right? Uh, so that's about putting your own banner ads on other people's websites and that's that's that. Then there is the same, you can remarket on Facebook. So people who have been, for example, to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com and then they head off to Facebook, they may well see my mug appear on a little ad on the right-hand side as well. Same same principle applies. Yeah, absolutely the same principle. And, and this is only something that Facebook has opened up, I think, in the last three months. You used to actually yeah. have to go th- via a third party. Uh, and once again, that's very powerful. 
The other thing that you can do with, with Facebook um, is called custom audiences. If you have an email list, you can actually upload email addresses into Facebook and then target those people with your ads as well. How's that? Um, I think even um, MailChimp, which is which is one of the email marketing platforms that I use, um, uh, will actually dynamically upload an email address to Facebook ads whenever someone new signs up. Oh, wow. So, um, so just don't even have to manually kind of carry yeah, them across anymore. That's right. So there's there's some really exciting stuff in that space. What, what, what do you say? Well, okay, Net Registry can can help sort this out. Uh, that's one place to go and get this sorted. Because what you're explaining, this stuff rolls off the tongue. I always think when I'm talking about podcasting, explain to someone how I podcast, which is not that complicated, but I know it rolls off the tongue so beautifully simple. And people go, well, it's easy for you to say. Yeah. What you just explained then, I mean, every small business should be doing, but it can be quite complicated. Where do they start? What is the first thing they should do? Um, look, it, it depends how, I guess, if they want to be hands-on, sure. Um, JohnLuma.com, he's, oh, yep. he's a great resource, I think. Um, I've Did a been... webinar with him inside the forum. Yep. Um I think one of the best places to start is, first of all, make sure you've got a Facebook page. Yep. Um, and Facebook does make it fairly easy to get a, a, an ad up. Um, they sure do. The, the, I mean, it's, it's drop-down menu type stuff. It is. Um, so you can dip your toes in that way. Otherwise, yeah, go out and find someone find someone to, to do it for you. But particularly, I think Facebook can be a, a lot more high-maintenance to maintain than AdWords because you want to keep... Well, particularly one, because Facebook, you're using images and you want to keep those images fresh and you want to keep them rolling over. Um, so it's something, your Facebook ads, if you've got an ad out there, I'd want to be up to, I'd suggest you be updating it probably every, at least every couple of weeks. Hmm. Yeah, that, that, yeah. So I think there's two things there. One is, listeners, if you haven't done this remarketing stuff, I'm going to go through a checklist here because I know we love checklists, Lukey. Number one, Get the remarketing code onto your website, and yeah, you're going to have to talk to your developer, your web yep. developer or designer. Yep. Should be able to do that. If Number you do, one, if you do nothing else, yep, do that because yep. it will start building this remarketing list for you yep. um, behind the scenes, and you can start going out to that list whenever you like. Yep. Okay. So that, that that's underway in the background. All of a sudden, you will be cookieing everyone who goes to your website. Then at some point, you might want to go. Oh, I'm going to going to start using that. Yep. So then you can start a. I'll let you take over at this point. Then you can just do a generic message. Um, look, it's, it's going to depend on the website that you have. You know, if you if you like Tim Timbo and and you've basically got a I guess a service based business, um, then you want to be uh, I guess the, get, developing your brand, getting people back to your website. Yep. If you're doing an e commerce, if you've got an e commerce site, then um, it can get as complicated mm. or as simple as you like. We don't like complication, <clears throat> Luke. Um, but I would be, you know, if if you're selling. I guess, um, a consumable product, then it can't hurt to be going out, um, I guess, to that list regularly. Um, there's, there's also some things you can do. You can actually wait a number of days. So if someone's hit your website, you can actually wait. I think I think it might be up to 90 days um, uh, before you actually start messaging yeah, them. Yeah, right. Um, now, the other thing too, there is heaps of, yeah, yeah, I know, just about to see you going, we've lost Luke, back, 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 back Luke. Oh, that's we're rolling yeah, back, yeah, yeah. back in my head. So there's the setup. Now, the setup, a little bit geeky, but again, your web person, go to Net Registry, they can sort you out. You'll find people on Elance who will be able to do this for you as well. But the magic, I reckon, and we've had this discussion off air, is in getting your message right, getting oh. what you say right. You know, those, what have you got? So in a Facebook ad, you've got how many uh, characters? Oh, I can't remember now off the top of my head. It's particularly in the title. It's not Isn't many. Seventy in the um, title, or th- yeah. Look, it depends if you're doing a right a right hand side right. ad or a, or a news feed ad. I tend to it's just not stick a to lot. Newsfeed. You've got an amount of characters for the for the headline. You've got an amount of characters for the byline that appears under the headline. Yeah, and then you've got to choose a link where people go to, and you've got to choose an image. Yeah, and and, and you can now choose a call to action. Yes, as, well. like, as in like uh, call or visit. Or subscribe. Subscribe. Learn more by now. So these are the ones where you've got to test and just retest and split yeah. test and see what works and what doesn't. But and, there is magic in getting your message right. And Facebook is you know, not dissimilar to AdWords. You can set up two or three ads to start with. And usually I just start by testing different images. Keep, keep the same copy. Test some different images. Um, find out which one performs the best and then start changing your copy. And Luke... Attractive women do work in images. Now, that sounds completely, completely, what's the word? Um, uh, what's the word when <laughs> blokes... Cuff, are, no. no, 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 not at all. Sexist, not at all. No. Sexist. 
But that you've you've proved that time and time again. It doesn't mean like uh, <laughs> fix the images, but just uh, yeah. Look, I, I I shared an example with you uh, over email earlier today, and and yeah, look for for the right demographic. Uh, this particular demographic that the Timbo's talking about golf. When, was um, golf lovers males over the age of twenty five yep. and a bit of a no brainer there. Um, a attractive girl, attractive playing girl golf. playing yeah. golf tends to work. Well, we had an episode recently with a couple of ladies who started Frank Body Scrub about sex cells. That doesn't mean you don't have to have sexy images, but it just seems to work that when you when choosing an image, uh, image there is a kind of art, a skill to choosing the right image it, for Facebook ads, for Google AdWords. Look, it like. Um, an attractive male or female at a bar, they get attention. Oh, Lukey. <laughs> Love your work. Now, I want to talk about owning a niche. All right? Yep. Let me tell you this story. This morning, um, I had a bloke come to my home. The dashboard on my car started to peel, right? It was really unattractive, and I was falling out of love with it. It was like <laughs> it was really quite sad. The, the, the leather on the dash was peeling off. It yep. was splitting. And it was it was exposing the yellow foam behind it. I mean, it was just I couldn't sell the car like that, and I just kind of like got sad every time I looked at it while I was driving. So I, was yeah. like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Finally, found this guy who this isn't a metaphor for something else. I don't know, but yeah, good. Okay. if it is, good. let me know. Plastic suit, no. yeah, yeah, correct. So <laughs> uh, I get the hold of this guy. He's got a great business that does he repairs dashes. He gave he, he said if you're going to go to, you're going to get it replaced, five grand to replace the dash. Not going to be doing that, puppy. <laughs> but he was able to fix it. For five, uh, for three hundred dollars, right? And it looks—you've seen it. It I looks have. tickety boo. Yeah. So uh, anyway, he gets to talking to me about niches. He's in a niche, but he had a funny story. I've got to tell you the story before I tell you about the power of a niche. He just his previous job, he'd fixed the dash on a Ferrari, right? High heel marks, high, high heel marks <laughs> in the dash of the Ferrari. And I go, oh, the bloke who owns a Ferrari is a bit of a, uh, you know, bit of a playboy. He goes, it wasn't that. He went away for the uh, he went away for the weekend, and his girlfriend uh, had her girlfriend over in the Ferrari. Are you with me yet, Luke? Yeah, yeah. And they enjoyed the Ferrari and accidentally put one of their high heels through the dashboard and had to repair it. Anyway, I digress. Uh, one of the uh, things we got talking about for fourteen years. He's been fixing dashboards, and he goes, oh, you know, what do you think about niche marketing? And I said, mate, you've been busy for 14 years. He goes, I've been flat out. And I just think there's so much power in that. I know that he's the dashboard guy. Mm. You've got a problem with your dashboard, he'll fix it. Yeah. And yet he, I said, what else do you do? He goes, oh, well, I could do, you know, upholstery on the seats, and I can do the outside external trims of the car. It's like, mate, well... You know, maybe if the opportunity arises, you do that. But you've had 14 years where you've been full on fixing dashboards. Mm. So I just love, I do love a niche, Luke. He could charge a bit more too. He probably could. <laughs> Hope he's not listening. Yeah. What's his business name? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you love a niche? I love a niche. Um, and I, I suppose I, I kind of just shared an example there where um, a particular project I'm working on involves golf. And that's that's a an amazing niche. Um and you know when you when you can, I suppose when you can figure out your target audience um, fairly specifically, um, then I guess putting putting your message in front of them these days mm. is remarkably easy. Mm. Well, I think there's power in niche. I know there's a lot of listeners who are still working for the man and they're thinking of starting a business. And should they go broad? Should they be specific? You're the same. You're starting a new business now. We were talking earlier. You, you're going to start a business that well potentially could be. And you introduced yourself earlier as an online marketing guy. I yeah. so broad. It's like, really? Yeah. What do I use you for? <laughs> like, whereas what you're really good at is, and you correct me in terms of I get the phrasing wrong, but it's like in mobile advertising. Yeah, look, I, I've certainly uh, in recent times had a lot of experience with mobile. Um, I suppose, yeah, look, more broadly, um, E-commerce. Uh, I guess I've been an e-commerce specialist now for a couple of years, um, but I really think the opportunity is, is in mobile because I still, I still don't think that people have realised the power of being in everyone's pocket. Right. So why wouldn't you? I mean, there's your niche. I just, I just think there's so much power, and you go, oh well, I'm limiting myself into who, in terms of who I'm going to appeal to. But the ones that you do appeal to will find you incredibly attractive. You know, they'll want exactly what it is you've got mm. and they'll know exactly what it is you have to offer them because you're so specific in terms of in terms of your offering. So yeah. I love a niche, Lukey. It's a good point, mate. Love the Ferrari story too. <laughs> 
Alrighty, listeners, I reckon, Lukey, we have just hit the over-the-hour mark. Uh, it's been lovely to have you back. It's been in, a pleasure, Timbo. In the studio, in the small business <coughs> big marketing headquarters. <laughs> have you liked it? I've, been, I've really enjoyed it. Did yeah. it bring back any, any feelings of love or lack of love? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, you know, of course, of course, mate. Of course. Yeah, what? What? Oh look, I, 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 certainly for me, it's it's been it's been easier than what I thought it would uh, after wow. after I guess 120 episodes. I think you know we we seem to bounce off each other pretty well. That's how so. we roll, mate. Yeah, that's how we roll. But uh, it is good to be back. Uh, we'll get you back. I don't know, episode 500 or something. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have something more to say. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, now, listeners, that is about it. Upcoming episodes. Check this out. Uh, funny business. Griffo is going to be in the studio next week or in the monkey cage with me next week. Have got that guy, Freezer Burns fellow, who uh, makes a living out of reviewing frozen foods. Got some travel bloggers who are living the dream. I have got a psychiatrist or a psychologist, I should say, who is nailing some old school marketing with in terms of managing referrals and getting referrals. And he started a business and filled his book up very, very quickly within like two or three months. Uh, in terms of bookings. If you've got any guest ideas for upcoming shows, head over to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com and click on the contact button. There's a little field there, a little opportunity there where you can email me your guest suggestions. Remember, Net Registry are there to get your online marketing sorted. Swiftly are there to get any small design fixes done real fast. I would love to see any of you inside the Small Business Big Marketing Forum I'm in there every day answering your marketing questions along with a whole lot of other motivated small business owners. But I am not going to have the last word. (laughs) I'm going to leave that to Lukey and walk out of the room. No, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) But we'll have a virtual hug. A Uh, high five. High five. High five. Uh, It's been an absolute pleasure, Timbo. And listeners, thank you for having me in your ears. Oh, is that all you've got? That's all I've got. Really? Yeah. Nothing more kind of, you know. Profound. (laughs) See you team See you guys You've been listening to the Small Business Big Marketing Show with Tim Reid Want more marketing goodness? Then visit smallbusinessbigmarketing.com